Hello Gen X, welcome back to the water cooler. Uh, if you're like me at all, you're feeling good today. The weather is finally starting to turn. We've turned the calendar into March. The snow's starting to melt and we are finally through that long dark of Moria. So and I'm, I'm feeling good, feeling happy and looking forward to a little bit of a extended weekend out in Arizona this weekend. I'm heading down there to check out some spring training, albeit with limited fans in the stands. But regardless, I'm excited to actually go somewhere and do something and just unwind and unplug from it all and, and enjoy some baseball and, and start to feel like a, a normal person again doing normal things. So uh, feeling good to th this week, a lot to look forward to. If I think we're far finally starting to get away from uh, just the, the dark, depressing crap that we've been going through for the past little while, you know, from the, the lockdowns and quarantines and and uh, the election cycle and the aftermath and all the crap that we've had to go through. So hopefully we can enjoy uh, some, some more of uh, a little bit of lighthearted normalcy and, and, and get back to, to things that actually make us feel good rather than just being drugged down all the time. Well, speaking of being drugged down, I don't know if you saw that uh, this past uh, weekend a sad story out of Ken or Nigeria. A gunman kidnapped 317 girls in a Nigerian school. I remember this happened a number of years ago, and and uh, Michelle Obama had that little pouty face hashtag um, that went out. But you know, sad sad story. You know, these, these poor girls at a school in Nigeria getting kidnapped at gunpoint and and taken away from this boarding school. Not that you would know, um, because we are too busy focusing on the whereabouts of Lady Gaga's dogs. Um, the dog, her dog walker was shot, and there was a reward set out to to return these dogs and to find out who did it. And boy, we spent a lot of time worrying about the whereabouts of Lady Gaga's dogs. Now, I'm a dog person. I love dogs. I have a dog myself. But I don't know. I I I think these 317 uh, schoolgirls matter a heck of a lot more than a lady's lady gaga's dogs but again pop culture is our culture now and that seems to be where our priorities lie um and you know the, the but the media focused and obsessed about among other things other other stories but they they certainly worried a heck of a lot more about lady gaga's dogs than than these poor girls in nigeria i mean they were even asking if if the taking of these dogs was politically motivated. I mean, does everything have to be political, politically motivated? I mean, could is this just some uh, some jerk trying to trying to extract money from a celebrity? I don't know. Apparently, the dogs were returned. I, I, I'm probably exhausted about as much as I care and know about this story, but it's just another reminder that our culture is just completely broken. You know, we we have it, sad instances around the globe, like you know this. These, these Nigerian girls being taken. We have, you know, kids who are you know, committing suicide at an alarming rate because of the lockdowns. You know, we've reinstituted airstrikes in Syria um, after, after we've kind of grown complacent and used to not having wars around the country, around the globe. But here we go, and we're worried about Lady Gaga's freaking dogs. I just it, sometimes I, I it's it's just it's hard to take these uh, these fools seriously, but. Round around we go, but good news, dogs were returned, 
those 317 girls, I don't know. But, you know, the dogs are, are safe and sound, which, you know, good on them. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, boy, he seemed to not be able to stay out of, of the headlines. Um, unsurprisingly, it has, been, it has come out that I, I think we're even on our third allegation now of sexual misconduct. You know, the governor of New York, uh, raise your hand if you are amongst the tens of people who are surprised by this. Um, and we were talking about someone who is just a, you know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad person. And, you know, we, we shouldn't be surprised at this point in time. Anytime you hear you know, someone in power uh, being caught with their figurative and literal pants down. But here we go. Here's, an, here's another one getting snagged by some allegations and, you know, in, of course, you always have to have to offer the presumption of of innocence so, while taking these types of, of claims seriously. And the, some of these these uh, stories seem to have merit. Uh, you know, there's a, a video that went around with Andrew Cuomo at a, I, don't know if, I think it may have been a state fair or some function, and he was sitting at a table and and there was this you know this pretty uh, reporter. He was egging on trying to say if she could finish if she could eat the whole sa- this whole sausage and it was just it was odd it was it was kind of creepy uh so i mean just judging from that uh, you can see how these allegations may have merit we'll see where it goes um but yeah, there's the you know, that that cynic in me wonders if this is just a convenient and timely distraction from the nursing home deaths that we're starting to uh, get the attention that they deserve. Um, and, and, and again, it wasn't just Cuomo, but you know, it was it was gov- you know, Democrat governors in in New York and California and Michigan and Pennsylvania who were doing similar things that caused you know, thousands and thousands of deaths you know, by putting you know, sick COVID patients in in nursing home facilities. And in the case of Pennsylvania, the uh, one of the health minister who is now in the Biden administration in advance of that got their mother out of, of the facility. And, uh, but, you know, at the time they were hailed as heroes, you know, by the media and the Democrats, Andrew Cuomo was held as the gold standard. He was seen as this rock star as this guy who they were even talks at some point this summer that, you know, should they replace Biden on the ticket with Cuomo? I mean, he was the guy, you know, he was making jokes with big cotton swabs with his brother on CNN. But now he's he's kind of being taken down a peg. And again, I just have to wonder about the timing. You know, why are we hearing about this now? And this is, I'm, I'm sure, no surprise. I'm, I'm wouldn't be surprised if there are even more allegations that continue to come out. But um, again, this this media darling is now being taken down, and it, it's interesting to see. You know, I, and you hear some, the, these allegations, they kind of go anywhere between just this old dude being really, really creepy and skeevy to uh, to being criminal. I mean, if, if it's you know, someone who's a, a subordinate and, and these things happen, well, I mean, that's you know, there are laws around those types of things. You know the the reporter and the and the sauces that's just creepy and icky. Um, certainly not criminal. Um, you know certainly beneath the the actions of someone who is governor, but that's beside the point. Um, but but there are some that certainly are troubling, and if true, could could uh, have some serious implications. But uh, it was largely ignored for a long time, and and but there is part of me also that wonders is really. 
Cuomo, really? I mean, in this day and age, this Me Too environment, you're running around skeezing on mid-twenties girls? I mean, come on, dude. Oh, have, have you seriously not learned the lessons of all these these other skeeby dudes who have been taken down because of their own indiscretions and yet here you are doing this? I mean, either you are just delusional or you are one sick puppy, and I'm I'm guessing it's it's the latter. But uh, who we'll, we'll see what what happens. But he's he's not being propped up anymore. You know the the, the Democrats and and media are running for cover. You know Jen Psaki will will not address it. You know they're they're staying away from this hot potato. Um, he, he definitely seems like a a really 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 gross dude. But you know. Not, you know, there, there are those of us who are not surprised by it, but we'll, we'll see where this one takes us. On uh, Sunday, uh, the Golden Globes were on um, for me not to watch again. Um, I, I have to admit I was halfway tempted in the past couple of years when Ricky Gervais hosted. Of course, I did not watch. The last thing I'm interested in seeing is you know watching an award show where... Hollywood and celebrities stroke themselves and celebrate themselves and give each other these arbitrary awards. I, I, I boy, I, I, I just don't even care. I really don't care. And, and you know, there's always the the political vomiting at the mouth that happens uh, when these things happen. I just, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I watched one of those things on purpose, much less at all. Um, but uh, this apparently happened again on Sunday. I think it may have been largely virtual. I, I think most of the celebrities weren't there. There may have been people in attendance. I, I, I think I'm out kicking my coverage as far as what I know about what actually went down on the Golden Globes. But I did see or hear that in, I think it was their opening monologue, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who are hosting uh, this year? Because the last, last thing they want is uh, Ricky Gervais to uh, verbally undress them again at their own award show. Uh, but they apparently they hosted this year, and you know, honestly, I've never been a fan of really either of them. Tina Fey in particular, I just I've never found her funny. Um, I know she you know, she was a writer for Saturday Night Live for a long time. You know, she came up with Thirty Rock, which I mean, seems like the most unoriginal idea ever for a Saturday Night Live alum to come up with a show about a Saturday Night Live type show. But people loved it. Critics, of course, adored it. Um, I didn't really care. I don't really watch anything of hers. You know, I remember when she was in Second City uh, here in Chicago, and um, you know, they're fantastically talented uh, people who are on in that uh, in that company. And I'm I was I went to a number of shows when she was there and you know she was not one of them as far as I was concerned you know I, I remember uh, Rachel Dratch was hysterical she was on on the the cast at that time and you know Tina Fey just didn't do it for me the funniest things when she was when she was riffing off of of Rachel but uh, Tina I never I've never really cared for too much but you know she's skyrocketed to stardom and uh, with fellow SNL alum uh, Amy Poehler and they were, they were hosting it this year but of course they couldn't uh, get away from the the political pandering and and condescending uh, to us but apparently in, in their opening bit or their opening monologue they were decrying the obvious lack of diversity 
in the uh, Golden Globes. Uh, boy, that's interesting coming from <laughs> Tina Fey and Amy Poehler of all places. Of all places, but you know, I, I think I I know where you could start with some diversity. How about we get new hosts? How about you step aside if 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 you actually care about what you're preaching, if you actually think that's a problem, how about you knuckleheads step aside and have someone else host? I'd watch that <laughs> because I don't think you're funny. I don't think you're interesting. And, and if, and if the problem is lack of diversity, yeah, let, let someone else, let someone else host. Like say, I don't know, Kevin Hart. He's a comedian. He's really funny. I really enjoy Kevin Hart. I'd watch Kevin Hart, except when he was supposed to host the Oscars, he was taken down because of some decades old tweets of his and jokes that he made. And so you wanted to cry the lack of diversity all you want. But, you know, when it comes to action, surprise, surprise, it doesn't really seem to seem to follow uh, what you're preaching. Uh, and, you know, you have to look no further as far as uh, hypocrisy is if, as far as diversity is concerned than than Candace Owens, who first thing I think she is absolutely brilliant. I would vote for her in uh, for president if she chose to to run in a heartbeat. You know she's kind of teased a little bit uh, here and there that that she could consider running at some point. And in fact, she's still really young. I, I, she might even be you know, thirty one or so. She just had her first baby, I believe. I think in 2024 she might be 35, which is just old enough to run for president. So I'm, who knows where where the future will take her. But even when she decides to run, uh, I'd be hard pressed not to support her and not to vote for. Her. I think she's she's very talented. She's very smart, and I would certainly love to to vote for her. But you know she in you know she likes to tweet and stir the pot a little bit and and get under people's skin because you know, for whatever reason. People just can't seem to handle it when a woman of any notoriety or someone who is not Caucasian has beliefs that they don't think they ought to have. And Candace Owens certainly falls into this category. And you know, she, I think she said something um, about some transgender issues and just got ripped to shreds and attacked on Twitter, and it was absolutely gross. You know, we're we're in this day and age of censorship on Twitter, and and people are being canceled and and silenced on Twitter left and right. But they seem to be completely cool with images of of, of Candace Owens being photoshopped into you know a wedding dress and falling into the arms of a clansman and just just disgusting imagery i mean for, for, i mean these are people who are apparently and evidently decrying racism who in practice and in action are disgusting racists themselves every one of those idiots who went after her on twitter simply because she is a black woman who disagrees with them they are abject racists and, and someone will have to give some evidence to change my mind, but that's who they are, and it was absolutely disgusting. Not shocking that it's allowed to happen on Twitter. I think one of them may have taken down on the po the post, but it wasn't Twitter that did it. It was you know they did it themselves, but not before they you know, really showed who they are. 
Um, but it, you know, it's it's amazing to watch these people who are significantly more racist than those that they try to accuse of being racist themselves. I mean, really, they're they're just projecting their own ideas onto people they disagree with and trying to to say that they're racist. And I just, I, it's something that just boggles my mind. I, again, being a Gen Xer growing up in in the you know post uh, civil rights movement era. You know, we learned about these things. We took them to heart. They all seemed to make sense. You know, we we didn't live with segregation. We didn't live with Jim Crow. And, you know, so we were around people who looked different from us our entire lives and didn't really think too much of it. It was fine. It was normal. And and we accepted it. And now we're being told that everything is racist. And I just, I can't get on board with it. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. And I, I, I can't for the life of me think how everything is just this racist dog whistle. And if they think that it's probably because they're racist themselves, because the rank and file American are not thinking these things. They are those idiots on Twitter that went after Candace Owens. They're the ones who think that they're the ones who think that racist nonsense. They're the ones who have a problem with her simply because she is a minority. She's female and has an opinion that they don't think she ought to have. Could that be any more racist? I, I strain my brain to think that they can be, but I mean, they, they are. They totally are. And it, it just makes me wonder, how tiring must it be to go through life and to go through your day-to-day routines and find so much racist connotation in mundane things that aren't racist? How exhausting must that be? How tiring must it be to see a stage at CPAC and see Nazi imagery? How exhausting must it be to see an update of the Amazon app on your phone and to see Hitler imagery? I just, I, I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't, if, if, if it's some kind of dog whistle, it's their own dog whistle. It's not something that I see. It's not something that means anything to me, but it means a lot to them. And the only thing that I can bend my mind to comprehend is that they're ironically the racist themselves but it was it was weird it was it was gross to see them go after candace owens the way they did not surprising um but you know jack dorsey he was cool with it you know he didn't come out and and censor anything or 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 put warning signs on anything facebook didn't put any warning signs on on anything they just let it happen. You know, they, they let all these well-meaning white liberals attack this conservative black woman. And it was gross. It really was. Now, in, in good news, though, um, we have officially defeated all transgender bigotry. So we should clap our hands. That has been, that has been fixed. We've done it. We're there. Because the name Mr. Potato will not soil our eyes ever again. Thank goodness. Boy, now I can tell my kids it's okay. You can play with the non-binary plastic potato and not have to be triggered. Good, good for you. Good for you. The name, not the toy. You know, the, the toy is still going to have its mustache and, and eyelashes, depending on the box that you buy, but you won't have to see the disgusting Mr. and or Mrs. in front of that again. Uh, and 
likewise, the, those same courage leaders seem to be going after Dr. Seuss. You know, apparently there are six books that will no longer be printed um, because of what some consider troubling imagery. Boy, I just can't keep it up. It must be exhausting to see freaking Dr. Seuss and see something racist. I mean, is it the who's? Is it the elephant? Is it is it the one fish, two fish? Are they are are they being called out in non-binary terms and and colors? I mean, there's a red fish and a blue fish. I mean, is that too much for people? I mean, it would. The, the President Biden's they eliminated Dr. Seuss from the read across America, the literacy thing that that they promote for for child literacy. You know that that, that happens this time of year. Cause, you know, I believe it's a. Uh, and that they do ironically on Dr. Seuss's birthday. And now he needs to be expunged. We need to cancel Dr. Seuss, Dr. Frickin Seuss. <laughs> I mean, man, ah, oh, I mean, we, our culture is just an ash heap right now. We are on fire. It's just something that I don't recognize, you know, as, as a Gen Xer growing up, I just, I, I, this is not, this is not, uh, something that's familiar to me. And I think, we need to come to terms with the fact that the country that we knew, the country that we grew up in, is gone, and it doesn't seem to be coming back. You know, in its place is is something that we don't recognize, and I think we need to get on board pretty quick and understand what's happening, or else uh, you know we're going to be caught in the crosshairs. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's some it's a it's a very very troubling trend. I mean, it's you, you know, think back to a number of years ago when the hand ring you know, started about mascots, right? And and the and the debate was always, well, when when does it stop? And you know, you, you know, people would be mocking, oh, it's just these troubling racist uh, mascots and the Native American imagery. That it, it, it will never go further than that. And and here as we sit this week, we're within days we're seeing stories of of changing the name of Mr. Potato Head because it's it invokes gendered language and they're canceling Dr. Seuss because of some kind of troubling imagery and I mean we, we were told these things wouldn't happen we were told it was just mascots you know we were, we were told it was the Washington football team that was the problem you know the Cleveland baseball team that was the problem but it doesn't seem to be ending at mascots you know it's it's running roughshod through our entire culture and it is just it's I don't understand it you know have, do not for the life of you tell them about the little rascals can you imagine how they would react to friggin buckwheat <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> you know this this goofy children's show uh from the 30s uh, the, with these exaggerated characters can you imagine what they would how they would view the little friggin rascals in black and white oh my gracious oh they would just have a fit which I, I, it probably would be funny, but yeah, oh, it did. The canceling doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. And you know what else doesn't seem to be stopping in, anytime soon is is this transgender momentum that's picking up. I have to admit that's another thing that I just don't. I don't. There's so much of it that I don't understand. The science of it I don't understand. I mean, if if someone wants to live and identify with some way that I wouldn't, you know, they're fine. I, I don't have any problem with that. They can do whatever they want, whomever they want. I, I genuinely don't really care. But what bothers me is when it starts to get shoved in your face 
with and then you're you're told that you're the bigot, you're the you're the homophobe, you're the transphobe uh, because you don't see things in line with them or you're not evangelizing their their point of view. Uh, in particular, there's been a lot of of back and forth as far as you know transgender athletes participating in women's sports, and I have to admit that's something that I genuinely don't understand. I really, really don't. Um, I mean, there's a reason why you know the, those sports are are played separately. I mean, there's a reason why Title IX existed. You know, I remember I was in college when it, it went into full effect, and in my campus you had athletes in the um, men's gymnastics team and soccer and diving and um, hockey and a number of other um, men's sports who their sports were disbanded their scholarships went away because they're in under title nine there needed to be a a similar number of of scholarships available to uh, women athletes as there were men athletes and been been doing that for you know two and a half decades ever since but now the tables have completely turned and now it's we're allowing these transgendered athletes and you know to compete in women's sports and there are a number of of states who are trying to ban that and are being sued because of it and there's you know whole back and forth uh related to it and you know the biden administration seems to be completely cool with it but what i genuinely don't understand and someone will have to explain this to me because maybe they can change my mind to be honest but what i need to know and i haven't i haven't seen it discussed i haven't heard anybody try to make a counter argument to this but someone needs to explain to me particularly when you get into um college uh college sports but it certainly applies to high school as well but once you get into college sports how is trans and allowing transgendered athletes to participate in women's sports not a direct violation of Title IX? I, someone needs to answer that, um, because if they can answer that clearly, they can articulate it and it makes sense. They might be able to change my mind. But what I can't understand is how allowing a transgendered athlete to compete in women's sports to have a place on women's sports teams. And to have a scholarship on a women's sports team and taking that scholarship away from or getting that in favor of a biological female athlete, how is that not in direct violation of Title IX? How is that not taking opportunity away from a woman athlete, female athlete? How is that not taking a scholarship away and an opportunity away from a female athlete? I'll wait. They can answer me whenever they can, but I've not seen that question addressed. I've not actually, to be honest, seen it, um, seen it even asked. But until someone can answer that, I, I can't support this. I, I, I just can't. Um, it, it, it seemed, of course, on its face, unfair. But even in, in, as far as Title IX goes, it seems outright illegal, particularly in state universities where they get government funding. I just don't see how that can possibly be allowed. Now, I can I, that's not meant to be transphobic in any way. I think um, trans athletes deserve opportunities in some capacity, just like anybody else would. I think um, transgendered people in, in, in general, particularly those who are adolescents, deserve all the understanding and compassion and kindness in the world. You know, the, those suicide rates and those demographics are very, very high compared to their peers. 
and so they 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 certainly don't deserve any any mistreatment you know, because they they want to be involved but when it comes to when it comes to opportunities in sports i just can't understand how that's not taking away opportunities from a a female athlete under title nine so uh, until someone can can address that for me i'm just simply not going to be on board with that uh, at all so we'll see wh where that goes um but for for the time being yeah that's that's what we have um uh, as far as water cooler talk goes uh, this week, a lot of nonsense to weed through. Uh, a lot of stuff that you know, our, our culture is just is just broken. We are an ash heap, and and we're something different than what we grew up with. And and it's we, we definitely need to speed up and catch up and and adjust our thinking because you know we otherwise we are going to be um, in Grand Torino and yelling get off my lawn. But uh, live and learn. So with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna be heading out to Arizona. I'm gonna enjoy some some a weekend in the sunshine, watching some low stress baseball, and and start to look forward to some uh, some better days ahead. Because you know, with with all the nonsense we've had to put up with you know, over the past year, you know, we we could all certainly use that. And I and I hope that uh, you will be too at some point soon. So, till next time, stay cool, Gen X.